listening to Psychology NCERT Class 11th and 12th with Dr. Kavita Bhargav. Hola amigos, I am your host Dr. Kavita Bhargav, a trainer, mentor and supervisor for regression therapist and a psychologist with a gold medal. I'm back again with the new episode under the title What is Psychology? Class 11th Part 2. So, before I begin this episode, I would like to address the curiosity that Pranchi Goyal, she shared with me, she's one of my listeners. She says, um, ma'am, you are very good at um, your podcast and it's really helpful if you can come up with two to three episodes each week, then it should be good for us. So, Pranchi, me being a full-time trainer for clinical hypnotherapy and a mentor, it becomes really difficult to think over the podcast and um, each podcast requires a lot of efforts from my end. I have to set my mood right and then set some guidelines or key ideas, what I'll be working upon and then think over it. So, you know, understand, I just have my mind as my office. So, when it is too occupied, I cannot really do this podcast so often. And as the popular notion says, distance grows the memories fonder. So, wait, hold on. I'm coming. I'm reaching to you on each Wednesday. Right, so coming back to the topic, the three key ideas for this episode that we'll be discussing are popular notions about the discipline of psychology, evolution of psychology, development of psychology in India. Popular notions about the discipline of psychology. So whenever people ask me, what do you do or who are you? Or what is your profession like? So I tell them I am a psychologist. So I often get three sets of people. First, the fearful ones. Second, the enthusiast. And third, the skeptics. The fearful ones are like, oh my God, now you, you are a psychologist and you would read my face and let me know, okay, what is going on? I should rather not open my eyes in front of you. Even better would be if I say I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. Now there'll be a lot of stigma attached. They would feel that I will look into their eyes and mesmerize them, make them do some task, which is generally not happening. So it's not like we read people often or we look into their eyes and hypnotize them. No, nothing like that. Basically, on the lighter note, we don't do it till the time you promise us that we'll be paid for our services. So, if you pay us for our services, we would love to do that. Otherwise, we are in our own boundaries. Yes, when we are new chicks into the field, we try to experiment. And even I used to do that, you know. And it's weird that um, if I bring upon one of my experiences, funny ones, I was sitting in, in a cafe house with one of my assistants. Priyansi is her name. So, and we were waiting for some more students of mine. So... Just for time pass, I started doing, okay, this is, these are the two people sitting and um, 
there was a couple who were sitting there opposite to us and then i started you know analyzing them judging them okay what is happening what is he uh, saying and how is she responding and what is going on in their mind i went to an extent of saying that okay this is the boy whose name starts from a and priyanshi was like ma'am now you have to at least give me a permission to go and ask for the name of this person i said okay you go ahead do that she actually went and asked the name and yes his name started with a so yeah at times we go freaky like that otherwise nothing to be afraid of it is absolutely okay so we may judge we may read you now of course i'm into the complete professional part of it or practitioner part of it then i won't do that unless uh, you pay me for that <laughs> simple okay the second is the enthusiast now these are the people who would be keen on knowing okay tell me about myself or what do i do what am i thinking and all that stuff yeah you would find you know people like that and especially the newbies into psychology since you are bubbling with this knowledge people will come to you and they would prove as if they are the enthusiasts the third is the skeptics now these are the people who really want to understand if we are making sense or not they would not trust you at the very first place okay they are high intellectuals they would keep on digging you testing you for each question you will have the answer for each answer they will have few more questions till the time they find you okay now you are worth it so the skeptics you know they often feel that even they are psychologists in themselves they feel that psychology is nothing but just common sense they have the ready explanations already with them the which are based upon the common sense notions they are like they have their own theories of personality you know people who are into business or other professions they would say oh i am a bigger psychologist in you i have the experience of life yes the notion the common notion says okay that's how the things will be common sensical explanations of human behaviors so they are all based on the hindsight and they explain very little but in psychology we go by scientific methods there are two notions like the two sayings one of them says out of sight out of mind the second one says distance makes the heart grow fonder so you know these are both opposing statements while based upon the same notion the distance okay so now what happens what would you pick like if out of the two if you focus on to one of those situations then that would explain your behavior exactly but which one out of you after out of the two would you select is the subject matter of psychology because we can predict and explain how the behavior would occur we are not simply going by these two notions rather your prediction of the behavior which is about to come okay even that we see in psychology there is another psychologist dweck in 1975 she was concerned to study the children who give up easily when faced with a difficult problem or a failure she wondered how she could help them common sense now here tells us that we need to give children easier problems first and then the difficult ones so that they can solve them also because of their new found confidence that is a common sense thing okay so dweck she tested all this and she took two groups of students 
who were trained for 25 days in solving maths problems the first group was given easy problems uh, which they were always able to solve while the second group had a mix of easy as well as difficult problems obviously when the difficult problems are given the children failed but she did not give up there she said that you failed because you have not tried hard enough and persuaded them not to give up and keep on trying so after the training period was over a new set of maths problems were given to the two groups what was found was against the common sense notion what was it the children who always succeeded with easy problems they gave up much faster as compared to the other group because both success and failures were taught to attribute to failure to their lack of effort so again a distinguishing a very established fact here which suggests that psychology is not just a common sense notion so there are many other common sense notions which may be found true so they say that in most of the culture it is often believed that men are more intelligent than women or women cause more accidents than men while the studies that have been conducted they show that both these notions are also not true common sense tells us that one is not able to give one's best if you are asked to perform before large audience while the psychological studies have shown that if you have practiced well enough then you may actually perform better because of the presence of others because that helps you in your performance when we will be doing about the social influences we learn about this phenomenon more so psychology you know point to be noted here is psychology is different than astrology the tantrics or the palm readers because the psychologists are studying everything systematically they propose propositions based upon the data to develop principles about human behavior and other psychological phenomena so it's not just common sense okay so yeah there'll be people who will be asking you about all this so you have a ready made answer you can also you know most of the times the students avoid doing the activities mentioned in the ncert books but here if you're listening to me try this activity out ask a cross section of students about what they think of psychology and then draw a comparative analysis about what they say and what your textbook is saying to you this would give you the conclusion and your solution to what you have to tell to the people even when you have to convince your parents about giving you the permission to become the psychologist onto the field okay so it's a proper study it's not just in the airs coming to the next key idea which is the evolution of psychology we also you know refer this to as describe the schools of thought in psychology or the schools of psychology so under this we'll be studying about seven schools the first is structuralism second functionalism third gestalt fourth behavioral fifth psychodynamics or the psychoanalysis sixth would be humanistic psychology 
and seventh is the cognitive psychology which is the most recent one according to the ncert textbooks of course so let's understand how psychology just grew so it as i mentioned earlier also in the first episode of this chapter that it grew out of ancient philosophy concerned with questions which were related to psychological significance the modern psychology is traced back to 1879 when the first experimental laboratory was established in leipzig germany by william wundt so the father of psychology is william wundt and not sigmund freud most of us confuse this so keep this in mind william wundt is the father of psychology who formed the first laboratory in germany leipzig 1879 wundt was interested in the conscious exper- experience and he wanted to analyze the building blocks of the mind so he really wanted to study what is the structure of mind and how he did that was through introspection thanks to william wundt now we have a complete science i keep tracing it i keep promoting it that's clinical hypnotherapy so maybe from there dr john capus picked up the idea and explained the structure of the, or the theory of the mind so he took up for wundt the method was introspection what is introspection nothing but you know going within trying to figure out your own mental processes and experiences of life how you can do that is simply after listening to my podcast you can just pick a pen and paper and start writing down whatever is coming to your mind give it a paragraph shape do not write the pointers and then you would see exactly what is going on in your own minds this is introspection to look within go deep within and find out your own ideas or situations or experiences that are troubling you bothering you and then from there you can easily heal your own self so you know as this school was introspection was used as the method in this school so which was not very scientific because we uh, couldn't verify it we couldn't um, objectify this method so there was a new perspective in psychology that came about with an american psychologist william james so william james was the one who set up the psychological laboratory in cambridge massachusetts so soon after the setting up of the leipzig laboratory functionalist approach to study the human mind was developed so william james said that what would you do to see the structure of the mind you cannot measure that either so we should rather study how the mind does what he does and how are the behavioral functions in making people deal with their environment so this we should rather study the function of the human mind instead of the structure this is what was emphasized with by william james so he said that consciousness as ongoing stream of mental process interacting with environment formed the core of psychology in short what he said that there is something called as consciousness which is in constant interaction with the environment and that thing you know leads into certain experiences of life or certain uh, ways that we behave so that should form the subject matter of psychology and not just the structure of the human mind rather the function we should see into 
so john dewey he was an influential educational thinker what he did was he used functionalism to argue human beings seek to functions effectively by adapting to their environment so he you know uh, he actually you know william james gave the concept while john dewey he brought it onto the field he brought about the application part of it soon after this in early 20th century a new perspective of gestalt psychology emerged in germany so the famous names for this school are max werdemer kurt kofka and wolfgang koller so these were the three people who actually said that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts so we are not perceiving the world through the structure of the mind or the function of the mind rather we are perceiving more than what exactly is seen to our eyes that is because of our own per- perceptual experiences how do we form the perception that is through our sensory modalities the eyes the ears and touch and smell and all those five modalities we'll discuss this more when we'll do chapter 5 which is perception but you know if i give you simple examples like if there are bulbs who are flashed one after the other then we would see the light electricity current moving through them it would be a moving light like in diwali we put lot of lights to decorate our houses or if on a screen if i'm projecting one scene then second scene and then the third with a particular speed then it looks like as if the movie is happening while it's not a movie actually these are the pictures which are displayed one after the other with a particular speed so that's how it looks like it projects as if it's a continuous video while it is actually not a very simple example is if i make a circle or i put dots or dashes in form of a circle or a square or a triangle i would perceive it as proper circle or square or a triangle and not just the dotted lines that's where the gestalt happens so if you look at my company which is called kaysike services so in that company i am offering all kind of psychological services and we have a complete team of therapists and you know psychometricians or clinical psychologists or hypnotherapists so it's like you know a place where you would find each type of psychological aspect which is required to help a person with this so all the services under one banner and my tagline is cause the whole is greater than the sum of its parts it's not just one services but a combination of all and yes this podcast also is a part of kaysike services so experience is holistic that's where or that's what we believe in that is called gestalt the complete thing yet after structuralism you know there was another form of another round of psychologists that say that instead of structuralism we should more focus upon the behaviorism so in 1910 john watson he rejected the idea of mind and consciousness as the subject matter of psychology because he was greatly influenced by the work of psychologists like ivan pavlo skinner so these are the few names when you talk about uh, watson skinner 
Pavlov, the names when you talk about behavioralism or behavioral school of psychology. So, what do we believe in? In behavioralism is, you know, whenever there is a stimulus, it would definitely be followed by a reaction. Stimulus could be something like, what is your name? When you answer, okay, I am Dr. Kavita Bhargav, then that is the response, response to that stimulus, okay? So, the science or the part of psychology that studied the stimulus and response and the connection between the two, now that was observable and measurable according to a systematic procedure. So, they said that this is behavioral school, behavioralism, okay? More in detail when we do chapter 4, learning. So, after all this behavioralism and all, then there came a one person who shook the entire world and most often people would know his name and they may not even know at times psychology or other schools of psychology. The brand or the name that existed or shook the world with the radical view of human nature was not anyone else but Sigmund Freud. So, Freud, he viewed behavior, human behavior as a dynamic manifestation of unconscious desires and conflicts. He founded psychoanalysis, which is also known as psychodynamic school or Freudian psychoanalysis. He actually, you know, uh, found out the cure of most of the psychological problems, psychological disorders through this school. He talked about the psychosexual stages, which are the five stages in the psychosexual development of a human being. He talked about the structure of the mind. He also talked about the id, ego and super ego and as well as the defense mechanisms. So he said that the mind is made up of three parts. The conscious mind, the subconscious mind or the unconscious mind. The conscious mind is something which is at present. Like if you're listening to me, then this is going on in the conscious mind. But what you had yesterday or what you had before listening to my uh, podcast or what you were doing when you were in class 9th or 8th, all these are in subconscious mind. If you put little focus onto your conscious memory, conscious part of the mind, then these are the things you can pick out from your subconscious mind. You can remember them, recall them easily. But there are certain parts of our mind which are unconscious in nature. Like, where were you when you were one years old? What exactly was happening to you when you were two years old? These are the memories which you may not easily remember. That form the part of unconscious mind. While in hypnotherapy, we believe in just two parts, conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Subconscious mind has two parts, primitive mind and the modern memory. So, the Freud thing, you know, of subconscious mind is the modern memory, where the current life records are there. While the unconscious part in, psych, uh, in hypnotherapy, we believe that that is the primitive mind where the evolutionary memories or the past life memories are stored. So, that's the difference between Freudian model and the hypnotherapy or Dr. John Kappas' model of the mind. The five psychosexual stages of development which also form our personality are oral, anal, phallic, genital and latency somewhere, you know. All these in detail you can study uh, later on. So, he said that there is a libido which is formed, which is the sexual energy 
which is formed and you know with this libido there are two parts ethos and thanatos ethos is the life instinct thanatos is the death instinct so with the life instinct we move ahead in life through the oral phases then the anal then latency happens genitals and then finally the fifth stage so there is a sequence to all that uh, so more in detail about this when you enter your um, class 12th personality wala chapter so you learn more in detail about them there he talked about certain defense mechanisms like you know if you don't want to listen to anything you would constantly repress it and from the conscious mind it will go down to your subconscious mind and this is repression okay like the famous story that we have in panchatantra or the life skills is about a fox who wants to eat the grapes but is unable to reach the grapes so she rationalizes the concept and says that okay the grapes are sour and i don't even like to eat them so that's another concept of defense mechanism called rationalization so you know our own inadequacies are there and the id and ego they can't balance it so the defenses comes up so that we remain stable so these defenses are actually subconscious in nature we don't do them consciously we can't even realize what we are doing with our life at times you know we project our um, mistakes onto other people that's projection there can be something wrong within me but i will keep on blaming the other person for doing that to me so that's projection okay so there are many other defense mechanisms more about them when you learn class 12th personality chapter all right so um after a psychoanalysis came up the next uh, school which was the humanistic perspective in psychology this was given by the two famous psychologists the carl rogers and ibn raham maslow they said that you know um, all human beings have a free will to uh, unfold their highest potential you know we want to do always better and better in our life so we want to try to reach uh, the self actualization levels with each stage of our life so this is more of a humanistic perspective they argued that behaviorism with its emphasis on just the behavior part of it as det- determined by experimental conditions that undermines human freedom and dignity and takes a mechanistic view of human nature so they were in conflict with the behaviorist approach and so they gave it a more human freedom and desire and dignity wala approach which is called the humanistic perspective in psychology so each school had its own weaknesses and had its own plus points all this then later on led to the cognition part of it what is cognition it's a process of knowing it involves thinking understanding perceiving memorizing problem solving and many more other mental processes by which our knowledge of the world develops making us able to deal with the environment in specific or innovative ways so the school compared the mind in the form of computer which is you know human mind is a information processing system just like the computer so we receive the inputs and then process them and give them as in the form of outputs which is our behavior so that's where the cognitive psychology focuses more on this is at times called also called as constructivism jean piaget was the one who led this school there was another russian psychologist called vygotsky who went further into 
human mind development through social cultural processes in which the mind is viewed as culturally constructed to the joint interaction between adults and children so in other words if you compare piaget and vygotsky piaget was actively involved with the construct of the human mind or the children mind while vygotsky he took a view that mind is a joint cultural construction it's not just the child's mind but rather an interaction of the children and the adult in the system so most of the times questions are being asked upon the difference between piaget's study and vygotsky's study then you can refer to this point back again coming to the next key idea which is the development of psychology in india if you look at psychology in india then it started in calcutta with the department of philosophy where the first syllabus of psychology was introduced first laboratory was established in 1915 in calcutta so it's hardly 100 years of psychology in india but yes we are doing far far better than many calcutta university started the first department of psychology in the year 1916 and then another department of applied psychology in 1938 it was led by the famous indian psychologist dr n n sen gupta who was trained in usa in experimental tradition of wundt wundt the father of psychology okay then professor g bose he was also uh, with the team of calcutta psychologist he was trained in freudian psychoanalysis which was another area of development in the early development of psychology in india dr bose he established indian psychoanalysis association in 1922 departments of psychology in university of mysore patna and other early centers of teaching and research came up after these departments in calcutta and now modern day uh, psychology has lot many centers lot many excellence universities supported by the ugc at utkal university bhubneshwar university of allahabad and 70 plus universities offering course in psychology now after 100 years of psychology we can say that we are at some level yeah it took a lot of efforts and till date we are still in the effort part of it durganand sinha in his book psychology in a third world country the indian experience published in 1986 he talked about the traces of history of modern psychology as social science in india in four phases so he talked about the four phases about history of psychology in india so um the first phase was still independence um where the emphasis was on experimental psychoanalytical and psychological testing research so this was uh, you know we we imbibed this from the western countries and we started following the same in our country the second phase was till 1960s where the expansion of psychology in india happened into different branches of psychology in this phase uh, indian psychologists showed the desire to have their own identity the indian identity indianization okay so unlike the western psychology to the indian context initially first the western psychology was picked up and we were following them now we wanted our own field okay so that's where the western ideas to understand the indian situation were used however psychology in india sought to become relevant for indian society post 1960s phase of 
problem oriented research now this was the time when the freedom struggle and everything was over okay so the psychologists they became now more focused on addressing the problems of the indian society in particular so further the limitation of excessive dependence on western psychology for our social context was also realized so this led to emphasize significance of research upon our situations the search for new identity of psychology in india led to the phase of indianization which started during the late 1970s you can say that's the fourth phase of psychology in india so here we uh, rejected the western framework while stressed the need of developing an understanding based on framework which is completely cultural and socially relevant to our own society so that's how the indian psychological development happened in our country india and slowly psychology now is into almost many applied diverse professional areas like um, in the field of hospitals clinical psychologists in corporates we have human resource development in advertising department we have consumer psychology sports director directorates are there we have sports psychologists we also have in developmental sector and in it industry now it's spreading almost to all the fields of psychology so later on when we'll study branches of psychology i'll discuss more of it in detail so with this i finish the second episode on what is psychology in this episode we touched upon the popular notions about the discipline of psychology where i talked about how psychology is not just the common sense notion but it is very feasible and there is a systematic procedure at times common sense may say some common sense may say something while the reality can be something else we also talked about dewey's experiment and then we talked about evolution of psychology where i touched upon the seven schools of psychology the structuralism the functionalism the gestalt psychology behavioral psychology psychodynamic approach to psychology humanistic psychology the cognitive psychology and then vygotsky and piaget's difference in study we then studied development of psychology in india it started with university of calcutta and then the last concept that i talked about was now the psychology as a subject uh, has spread to almost all the areas in the applied field so that's where it is durganand sinha's book talked about the four phases of development of psychology in india so thank you for listening to me for being patient with me for patiently waiting for a week to listen to what i have to say believe me i love talking to you over the podcast and i love the interaction or the facebook group ncert class 11th and 12th psychology if you have not yet joined in please join it and also give me your reviews about the podcast if you lot like my episode please feel free to share it with your friends and family and also with all those who may need my tips it can be class 11th students or 12th students or clinical hypnotherapist or psychologist or people who are preparing for civil services or any other competitive exams or maybe just who are keen to know what psychology is you can follow me on instagram the next live is aligned for 13th of june the topic this time would be acceptance so you can follow me there and also follow me on youtube to learn more concepts 
The recent one now on 29th is a webinar coming up. You can connect with me on Instagram for the same. The webinar is on health and happiness through mind sciences. The webinar is being hosted by one of my students. So she'll get in touch with you if you show your interest. So thank you once again. Have a very good week ahead. Happy learning. Happy healing.